0: Hello, dear listeners, welcome to Dismantling Justice, the podcast of Envision Freedom Fund, formerly Brooklyn Community Bail Fund, where we offer insight and analysis from our community members, allies, and colleagues about issues affecting folks who encounter the racist, unjust criminal legal and immigration systems, and the work that we're all doing to fight for transformative change i'm carl hammond lipscomb executive director of envision freedom and i'm here with saleh israel the creator and producer of this podcast and envision freedoms director of special initiatives happy new year dismantling injustice listeners and welcome back hopefully everyone closed out 2021 um, safe um, and peacefully um, with their families and uh, today, you know, this is a special episode. It's going to be a little shorter than usual, but we thought that we would use the opportunity, you know, to come that toward the end of every year, beginning of New Year's, people like to set resolutions or I like to call them intentions, um, things that we would like to do, that we have our heart set on doing um, and that we're going to work toward. And so we thought that we would do an episode um, where we talk about some of our intentions, um, as Envision Freedom funds for the year, um, give you a preview of what you could look forward to, both um, with respect to this podcast, um, with respect to other, um, you know, other media um, that we will be coming out with, and then just what you can look what you can look forward to in terms of what we're working on, um, both um, as advocates um, and um, you know, and New Yorkers and, and in the world in general. Um and so I'm gonna start out by asking you, Sally. Oh, and Sally is with us today. Hey Sally. What's going on, Kyle? Um, <laughs> <thanks. clears throat> um I was gonna start by asking you, Sally. Um, what are you looking forward to, to twenty in twenty twenty two? What are your intentions for the year?
1: Yeah, I, I guess the one way to answer that, of course, to, is to contextualize it by how 2021, you know, uh evolved. And you know we we've talked a lot on this podcast about the the, the regrant project where we you know we we basically redistributed uh 4.6 million dollars to support Black Lessons who change and uh, pay protest bell you know in the wake of the in supported organizations that pay protest bell in the wake of the murders of George Floyd and the uprisings thereafter uh, and I think that you know for me going into this year it was like what do we do what is the next step after that regrant project we gave people money. We've done some we've done a lot of like uh, uh, ancillary support after that like helping people get 501 5013c statuses, helping people you know figure out how to helping you know small organizations and activists figure out how to do their budgets, and uh, even helping some of them get websites that didn't have websites. and I think that you know I guess the first thing I had to do was the first task was to understand that that project has a legacy and is not it may not actually be it. It might be you know thinking through what else we can do. And I think that one of the things that I started to realize was, it you know we gave money to I think forty nine organizations and organizers, and it was like how do I expand the universe of how we can support beyond those forty nine, and, and, and def- definitely not that's not about money because we are not a you know a philanthropic uh, grant uh, a a fund granting organization, but we do have a lot of expertise. We have uh, collaborations with a lot of organizations that have expertise around a lot of areas, and. First and foremost, just what it means to be an organization in this space, uh, and then of course all of the different organizations that we partner with in ourselves, and the issues that we work with every day, and that we deal and the obstacles associated with those issues that we that we uh, basically overcome every day. Uh, so I think that one of the things I'm definitely going to explore this year is how do we create an environment? I think it probably be a, you know a platform of, uh, a a web based platform uh, where we can kind of like build an we can curate and archive a lot of different uh, educational, public education videos around lots of the, lots of the areas that we work in. That there may be misconceptions about that we often even cover in, during during these podcasts, right? So maybe some of these podcasts will make it into that that curated material, but also producing material that's not, not already here. You know, maybe like three to four minute videos. I, I, I you know we, I've joked about it. I think we talked about this, in calling it you know Envision Freedom University, right? University being. Uh, Y.O.U. university right and just being a space where people can come and learn about these issues beyond the surface and that goes for people who might want to support through funding people who are working in various issues across you know the, the 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 threshold of you know criminal justice social justice economic justice right housing justice uh i think that that's definitely something we're going to look into like exploring and developing over the next year I think as an organization specifically and for our own responsibility is producing some of those things that will go into that curated space, which would be, you know, immigration bond for our community members, like families, what should they expect, like walking them through the entire process and again, breaking that down into, into small incremental videos, educational video, public education videos. We've done something like this already for Court Watch NYC with, with uh, you know, a couple of videos. But really breaking that down, a lot of people don't understand their right to go into a courtroom. They don't understand what happens in a courtroom, right? So when we talk about Court Watch NYC, there's a misconception that, oh, that's not for me. That's for, for professionals. Like there's a lot of public education that has to be done around your rights in, in, in the process to be able to observe, right? This idea of observation and your right to observe and hold people accountable through observation, uh, which is, you know, and I, and I encourage anyone, if you haven't, if you don't know about Code Watch NYC, you should visit CodeWatchNYC.org because it's something that as a fundamental right as a citizen you have to watch how these processes play themselves out, right? And you don't want to be, you don't have to wait until you're somebody you know or love or you are in that defendant's chair to have a right to, to watch and see how things work, right? Uh, so I think that, I think also around policy stuff, right? We have, we have a great uh, policy and advocacy team they have a lot of expertise and understanding about some of the things that have happened nationally around immigration. Uh, you know, I, you know, we've had Tanya Matos, we've had, uh, we've had, uh, Mustafa Muhammad. we've had people on this show that have great, that work for us that that literally in, in lots of different areas have lots of experience and expertise that people need to have access to, right? That knowledge is power. And we need, and we need to like really come up with a way to have to, someone at their own pace and have access to a stream of of information so they can build an understanding of how things work in a lot of different areas. So I think that that is the thing I'm most excited about. Like, it's a lot to unpack. I don't know if I've mentioned this before. I am a computer programmer. I have some experience with that. Like, trying to merge my commitment to social justice with my other skills is what, that, that is what the opportunity it provides me. And, of course, I also, like, produce this podcast. I produce some media stuff. So I'm super excited about bringing all that together and going beyond our core now and expanding that core of people that we engage and that 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 we uh respond to and respond to us and really broaden our community right our community of people that we that 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 count as activists and advocates right and and that starts by understanding the issues that we are, are active and advocate for and I think that that's that's crucial uh and then of course i think i'm I'm also excited about some of the stuff that that we're gonna do as an organization uh you know we are continually and committed to you know, fighting for liberation for people who are currently detained in immigration, right? In Immigration detention. Uh, I'm looking forward to just learning how, you know, our colleagues are approaching that this year and all of the great initiatives that I know are going to grow out of that because we are a, a kind of like rapid responsive organization. Uh, we, we're constantly looking at redesigning things and moving things forward. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I'm excited about just the work that we do and how we're going to reimagine that work this year like we always do.
0: That's great, Sally. Um, uh, You know, and I've, you know, like just working with you for, I guess, almost a year and a half now, I've been really excited, excited to see how you've been able to find those opportunities to meld like your, you know, just really the different aspects of yourself, like your skills, um, you know, with respect to media production and storytelling, um, and and speaking and advocacy, with um, with our work, and you know, like you've really been able to carve out and bring it together in a way that you know I think has helped us grow tremendously um, as Envision Freedom. Um, and so, like you know, I'm definitely excited for everything that you just mentioned. And, and
1: and what up uh, so now I have to ask you the same question. What are you excited for about this year? Of,
0: of course. And a lot of you know, a lot of what you know what we what uh, what you said um overlaps with things that I'm excited about. Um, you know, first like you know, I just I thought about this, I took a little extra time off during the holiday break. Um, and you know, I had a chance to really think about this. Um, you know, as like many of you listeners know, I became director of Envision Freedom last year in the middle of last year and when i became director we were sort of in the midst of a ton of things of changing our name of you know of relaunching the organization and so i don't know that i had time to really think about where the organization is going. Um, and so over the break, I had, uh, you know, I had time to think about that. It, it helped that I had COVID over the break and had to isolate. That gave me a whole lot of time to think. Um, and so, you know, I've, I've thought of, you know, a few things. First, I'm excited with where we're going in terms of just uh, narrative, and culture change, and the way that we as Envision Freedom are seeking to impact that, and so you know, for you know, for me, like I think that we are working toward becoming a hub for information, data, um, storytelling, and advocacy um, around issues. Um, affecting people that are criminalized, and so that's both within the criminal legal system, but also the immigration system and other systems. We've started looking at other systems that criminalize communities, like the family um, law system and the housing system, and so forth. Um, and you know, I'm really excited. Um, you know, our, this is something that our team is invested in. It's something that we have built the skills to do really well over the last year, in no small part because of you, Sally, and our other colleagues um, that um, that do data and do research and um, our amazing advocacy team. Um, And so I'm super excited to see where that goes. Um, I'm excited, and although it's unfortunate that we have to play this role, I'm excited that we're going to be able to continue to provide critical Um, In some instances, life-saving, literally life-saving services um, for community members, for people that are victimized by our immigration system, people that are in detention or that are formally detained, people that are new to the U.S. And the first thing that they see when they cross the border is an officer, you know, like holding a gun um you know this year you know we for folks who don't know um we pay immigration bond for individuals that are detained um in the new york area um we pay for them to be released um, we don't ask anything of them and for those that we're able to release we help provide um, services referrals for housing um, employment social services legal services um trainings Um, which Sally alluded to and so forth. This year, we want to be able to help at least 125 people, hopefully more um, through our services programs. Um, I'm excited with the, you know, last year, we made moves to really center folks that are directly impacted in our work And what I say centered, you know, there are a lot of groups out there, so many that have been on our podcast that do great work with organizing. They're able to turn out hundreds of people in a rally, and they're able to go to Albany and really take it to legislators. And of course, that's something that, you know, hopefully we'll be able to do that eventually. But I think that that's different than centering directly impacted communities, because you can do all of that stuff. You can have community members out on the streets. That doesn't mean that you're listening to them. That doesn't mean that your work is being guided by what they actually say that they need. And uh, you know, last year, starting in the spring, we started meeting with some of the individuals that we pay bond for, the people that are di- that are directly impacted by our work, and talking to them about our needs, talking to them about the direction of our organization. Some of them were participated in the process of us changing our name um talking to them about you know what they how how they want to support each other um and so we set up a whole mechanism for peer-to-peer support um you know they expressed wanting us you know a formal way to learn um advocacy and to learn how to um advocate on their own behalf so we established a fellowship program um and i'm excited that we're going to continue to do this work, to really center communities. Um, We have a lot in store when it comes to this. We're relaunching the fellowship program and we're expanding it um, to folks that are impacted by the criminal legal system. We're establishing a formal advisory council of folks that are directly impacted to advise our immigration bond and post release services team. Um, We're gonna continue to meet monthly with people that are directly impacted by, you know, have bigger monthly meetings where, you know, they're really able to share their stories with each other, um, with us. um, And, you know, hopefully with the, the, the wider world. Um, uh, So, yeah. And then, you know, I guess the last thing, just generally, I'm excited about continuing to grow, both for us to grow with respect to our analysis and our, you know, our, our depth, and our substance, but also like actually growing our team, growing the number of community members that we engage and serve, and um, you know, obviously raising more money so that we can do all of this amazing work.
1: Uh, I mean, the, the future of Envision Freedom is is promise in the state of least, and the work is there and is is, is important work and. It's going to be work, and the, the one thing I love about this organization is everybody's ready and prepared to do the work, and no one shying away from that work. Uh, and j- I just want to make one correction. I-, I know a lot of Mustafa's, unfortunately. I mean, fortunately, I have a lot of friends named Mustafa. I said Mustafa Muhammad is Mustafa Jamali, just to be clear. <laughs> our colleague oh, yes. here, right? <laughs> I was just talking to the, my, my other, it's really like a cousin of mine named Mustafa, that I was just talking to, like, a couple days ago, and he's in my mind. But uh, I just want to correct that. That's a correction, because uh, I know I said Mustafa Muhammad. I know almost am going to stop and And with that, I think, Carl, again, I can't wait to come on here six months from now and just, like, do a quick mid, mid-season mid check-in to see, you know, how – and I, I guess, you know, I kind of, you know, I, I kind of, like, held myself to the fire. Just now. I, I mentioned what my vision is, right, and, and now not only did I, did I give you all a plan, I just gave the world a plan, and I guess everyone's going to be evaluating how how well I can move this forward. <laughs> because I yeah, you <laughs> and me both which is a, another good thing about this platform, right? It's like the transparency of it. This is what we want to do. And we, we're we committed to, you know, make, take these steps. And uh, I'm looking forward to coming back in six months and sharing where we're at with you know, the steps of the things that I've been mentioning. And I'm pretty sure you are too.
0: Yep. Cool. Well, with that, um, thanks so much for joining us. Um, learn more about our work by visiting us at envisionfreedom.org. And we will talk about this. Dismantling Injustice week. is a project of Envision Freedom Fund. Our creator is Saleh Israel. Our producer is Michael Bray, and I'm Carl Hamid Lipscomb. To learn more about our work or to donate, visit us online at envisionfreedom.org or follow us on social media.